Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning everyone. Now we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the restful weekend and for the new week that you have given us ahead. The fresh lease of time that you add into our destiny. And you bid us to come walk with you in the light, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Not give in to any kind of beguiling of the enemy, but to walk a walk of faith, to walk the walk of abundance and dominion. So you have plans to prosper us, to give us an expected end. You created us in your likeness and image. You expect us to live up to that image and to live in abundance. Psalm 115 verse 16 says that you have given the earth as an inheritance to the children of men so that they might rule. Where you said be fruitful and multiply, subdue the earth and dominate. We thank you Father that in all our limitations when we call on you, wherever there you hear our cry. Your people shall no longer remain in bondage. This is your will. So you sent your angels, your prophets, to open our eyes to the truth. And by your spirit you move so that there is liberty wherever he goes. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you call each of us by name to be with you in the secret place. So that we don't our journey doesn't end by when we get saved through salvation. But you put your plan, your agenda, your purposes on our heart. That we might stand for the kingdom. That we might stand for every other soul that is out there that needs to be saved. To stand in the gap and to pray and to bless. We thank you, Father. And we thank you, Lord. That every time we stand before you, you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. And we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our Maker our Creator, the name of our Father, the Great I Am, the One who is the Lifter of Men. Your Word says that You are the Preserver of Men as well. You are the One that teaches us to profit. You are the One who blots out our transgressions and remembers them no more. The Ancient of Days and the Rabbi of all ages. And we pray in the name of Your Son, Jesus. The one who taught us faith, the author and the finisher of that faith. And he is also the author and finisher, the Alpha and the Omega of our destiny, of all things in creation. The Word himself, who became flesh and dwelt amongst us, given to us as our daily bread, comes straight down from heaven. That we might be fed on that Word. That we might be taught on God's ways that are much higher than our ways. Until the day we enter into the kingdom completely. 
He has given to us as our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption. He is the Lord who heals. And we pray in the name of His Spirit. The Spirit of the Living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Light, the Spirit of Truth, the Breath of the Father, the One who quickens us that we might receive revelation from the Father. He is the One who gives us understanding of the deep hidden mystery of the Father in the Word. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your Word and your Spirit. That you have blessed us with the gift of prayer to combine faith with your word and to legally authorize you as well to step into our circumstance. That you have blessed us with angels with destiny help us. You have blessed us with every physical provision and with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. That we might never lack anything. That we might be helped on our journey. In producing fruit, keeping with your word. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow, Come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I sent it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. Thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. Today, we reflect on a topic that is connected with yesterday's. Yesterday's topic was God's call for us not to be successful but to be fruitful. Today, I'd like to touch on what 1 Corinthians chapter 2 concludes with. It concludes with this verse, where it says, For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach Him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. I'd encourage you to read the whole chapter there, because it talks of the wisdom of God as revealed by His Spirit. So we have the mind of Christ. To be fruitful, we must have the mind of Christ. Now what does it mean to have the mind of Christ? Now how do we have it? Having the mind of Christ means that we share the plan 
the plan, the purpose, and the perspective of Christ. So we understand God's plan of restoring creation to its original splendor, to provide salvation for sinful mankind, to lift them up again, and to bring glory to himself. And more importantly, we participate in it. We are called to participate in it. So what's involved in it then? Learning and applying the wisdom of God. Not the wisdom of men. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it talks about the wisdom of this age. Now what that really means is, we don't go by the current prevalent cultures or the trends that others are following nowadays. And those trends are becoming increasingly further and further away from what the Bible teaches. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, do not follow or go by the wisdom that is being used there. But we go instead with what the word teaches. So how do we do that? In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16, God says, This is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. So when he says, after that time there, what that means is, after what time? After Jesus made his sacrifice. So if you read the earlier part of Hebrews chapter 10, it talks about Jesus making his sacrifice as the high priest. Atonement for mankind. So after Jesus has made his sacrifice for our atonement, from our individual point of view, that is the day we receive the gift of salvation. That is the day his sacrifice for us individually, personally, brings about that transformation in us when we accept him as Lord and Savior of our life with all our heart. Now, when you read Acts 2 verse 38, that is the day you also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. <coughs> so after you receive the Holy Spirit, going back to Hebrews 10 verse 16, it says that's when by His Spirit, God will put His laws, that is His word and His ways, He will impress it on our heart. And he will write it on our mind. So he will etch it into our memory. And the Holy Spirit then puts us in remembrance of the word of God. That's when you start discerning the actions that are appropriate and those that are not. And that's exercising the mind of Christ. How he would think, what it really means in practicality is, how would Jesus think in different situations? What would he say or do? And the Holy Spirit teaches us to apply that word of God in different circumstances. And that's what the Bible is given to us for, to learn and imitate Jesus by being his disciple. And in that discipleship, the Holy Spirit teaching us all that value systems God's ways that are much higher than our ways and he puts that on our heart so that next time when you see certain things that are luring you into a sinful action 
It is the Holy Spirit convicting you by virtue of that what He has put on your heart and impressed on your mind. And then you feel like turning away from that sinful way. In the past, you would have probably given up or given into it. This time, because His conviction stands with you and He keeps impressing that on your heart, you feel uncomfortable in those circumstances and you do not want to give into that sin. That's what the real practical uh, feeling of all of this, uh, all of what we are reflecting on today is. Having that mind of Christ where you feel like turning away from all that is sinful and turning towards all that is holy and godly in the way. All that aligns with the word of God. In terms of learning or discipleship, what it really means is copying Jesus, doing things the way he did, knowing that those ways lead to become to becoming fruitful by kingdom standards. So he has sent, set the benchmark for us of what our conduct should look like, what our godly life should look like. And we look at that life as demonstrated through the Gospels and we imitate that kind of life. And that's the journey or the process of reaching Galatians 2.20 where we move towards that benchmark of it no longer living by the flesh but saying I have grown so close in my thinking and doing to Jesus that it is as though if, as if it is not me anymore, but as though he were living in me. We imitate his actions. That happens when the mindset that you carry has been realigned from being worldly, has been realigned from being sinful to being the way Jesus would think and do things. But the only thing to remember in this process is that you get to choose your move at every stage. And when a person is newly saved or a person that has been saved but does not read the word, is not in the word, or they do not meditate on it, then there is nothing for the Holy Spirit to imbibe into you to impress on your heart. His jurisdiction is the word of God. Outside the word, there is nothing that you can receive. And that is where it becomes difficult then for them to discern between what is good and what is not. And such a person, for such a person, it's very easy to be swinging between fleshly decisions and spiritual convictions. And all of us at, at, at different stages in our journey will experience that double-mindedness. But as we grow in the word, we tend to become more and more single-minded. We learn as we grow and he impresses as more and more of that word we receive. So it is directly proportional to the word content that we receive and how we are receiving it, whether we are meditating on it to understand what it really says so that then we can start doing 
and becoming a doer of the word. So such persons can't discern spiritual things or discern different situations spiritually or they don't hear the voice of the Spirit clearly. And the Bible calls such persons double-minded in James 1 verse 8. And that is the state we need to get out of quickly. As the Bible says, their prayer may not yield much. The more we focus on the word, going back to what we started reflecting on yesterday as well. We actually concluded with that. Joshua 1 verse 8. Connecting with the word of God, working with the spirit. He imbibes that word, impresses it on our heart, writes it on our mind and then he convicts. And at every stage, we need to make that decision to follow Jesus and to listen to the Holy Spirit. For when we disobey what he is then advising or teaching us there or suggesting there. That disobedience puts us further away from him and in us going further away from him, we risk not hearing him because the further away from him we go, the softer does his voice get. That voice can only be louder in you when you keep obeying because as we keep obeying, we come closer and closer. So that obedience is the key to our relationship with him as well. Then at every stage, he helps us have that mind of Christ by telling us what, what Jesus would have done in this situation by pointing us in certain directions. And all of that will always align with the word of God. If the advice you are receiving does not align with the word of God, the voice that says it is not from him. 1 John chapter 4, we need to be discerning because the devil also masquerades as the angel of light. So you need to test spirits there when you have a doubt. You can only have that doubt when you know what is written in the word. If you do not know, then it all looks the same. It all looks in good intention. And remember, Satan knows the word as well. So if you do not know the word, it might look like it is coming straight out of the Bible. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that discernment, but also for an open heart to receive your spirit and to work with your spirit. I also ask for a renewal, Lord, the grace for a renewal of our dedication to the word of God. So that we meditate on it day and night. What we are reading and what we are learning through our personal journey, but through our corporate journey with prayer groups and with different sessions that we attend, through all the learnings that we achieve online as well, from your word. So that the better we understand your word, the more clearer the message of your spirit gets. We thank you, Lord, for that edification in our spirit this day.
and as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray also Lord, for all those families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation. We pray for those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, all kinds of addictions, afflictions, compulsive behaviors, but more so those that are battling, or those that are in prayerlessness, ignorance, poverty, and don't even understand that it is a curse. That it is a ploy designed to keep them away from connecting with Jesus and achieving freedom. That every such yoke of the enemy over the lives of those that we now pray for, Lord, be broken by the precious blood of Jesus. Now we start with our own families who are not in the word. Members who are still churchgoers but still do not read the word at all. That do not want to connect with you, Holy Spirit that have not yet received their salvation, that are still living in the flesh. Our family, our friend circle, our work colleagues, our neighbors and friends in the community. We raise also our own personal needs, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shanda 
Sadakaya, 
Scripture that's been put on my heart today is from John fourteen twenty six. But the counsellor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a couple of scriptures said in the chat. The first is from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 and 27, quoted from the NIV where it says, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, then no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. A second scripture shared is from James chapter 1, verse 21, quoted from the NIV. Where it is written, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. It's as if though these two scriptures are linked in continuity when you read them. One after the other. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections are divine mercy in rosary sessions as well as Friday Bible teachings. Please share those with friends and family. There are links for Zoom and YouTube to join live or you can point them to the recordings. You can also share the Telegram group so that they can join and post their prayer requests there. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ 
and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Rasul. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Thank you. Thank you.